What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fanalyze Podcast. We are here on a lovely evening. It is 8 p.m. where I'm living. We got Deffy Talks Cowboys. He's got a lot to say. Apparently, uh, one of my TikToks <laughs> showed up on his For You page, and I, I'm guessing I know what it is. It was the one about Zeke uh, being overrated. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Deffy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, just, you know, I saw some blasts from me on my For You page, so I thought I should hop on. Uh, he, he's talking about me, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we got a fun episode. We're going to talk some uh, Earl Thomas. We're going to talk a lot of Cowboys and uh, a lot of Zeke. We're going to have a debate about that. Um, all right, let's get straight into it. Earl Thomas, we know the situation. Just got into a fight with a strong safety, posted his team's film online. Uh He's a free agent now. Ravens cut him. What do you think? Should the Cowboys bring him in? Because what I've heard is they're like the leading candidate to bring him in. What would you think about that? I mean, it's up to like – it's very – a lot of people are saying that he's a locker room cancer, and like I understand all that. But if we – like I don't understand why we would choose to care now. You know what I mean? Like, like we've kept guys like Randy Gregory around. We've signed guys like Greg Hardy. Like now we have like an actual – elite safety one of the best safeties in the league last year if not you know the best coverage safety um and I mean like he he would boost our defense not as much as somebody like you know Jamal Adams because I mean Jamal Adams is like a once in every 10 years type of player but he's still you know in the elites and that's something we need especially in the secondary so I wouldn't be mad if we did it but I also like it wouldn't be that big of a deal if we didn't do it but a lot of people it's like 50 50. Okay Uh, That's an interesting choice. So uh, my team is the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I did. But my team is also kind of in the running. There's been some Browns fans talking about it. Earl Thomas, he Mm. seems like the guy to uh, turn around and want to play the team that just cut him week one in Baltimore. But um, I I would hate it. Personally, I would hate it. Look, as a free safety, top three in the league. I I think he's extremely talented. His coverage is great. But a locker room cancer, just like you said. And for the Browns, you got the Miles Garrett suspensions. You got so much that went on in that locker room that was just horrible. Uh, just the whole culture of the Browns last year was so off and so just terrible. Bringing in a guy like that would just be stupid for us. I mean, you, you're saying that you're okay with bringing in Earl Thomas? Well, I mean, yeah, but it's only because, like, it, Dak and Zeke are like in their, you know, they're heading into their fifth year. They're the leaders of the team. I mean, Amari Cooper's up there with the leaders of the team. Like we, we could handle it if we had to deal with that. But a young team like you guys, you know, Baker's like going into his third year. Oh, like OBJ is, you know, getting up there in age low key. But you, you still have a young quarterback that, you know, has a, is, tends to be known for having like a big mouth. So I don't know if that would be like, I agree with you. It would not be a good idea. All right. Uh, so far, so good for the episode. We're going to move into something uh, a little more controversial. I've been known to okay. say that Ezekiel Elliott is overrated. Uh, let me get your okay. take. Where would you rank Zeke among running backs? Okay, this is a really hard question because there's so many different ways to look at it. Because if you look at it over the past Four years he's been in the league, obviously he's the best in the league. Nobody can deny that. But if we're talking about right now, it's easily yeah, Christian right McCaffrey. Now. No, no questions asked. Right now it's Christian McCaffrey. 
and then I would have Zeke at number two. And here's why. People would try to argue that, you know, Sa- but Saquon Barkley is so much more talented. Talented – our talent doesn't really mean everything because Jamarcus Russell was very talented. Michael Vick is more talented than Tom Brady. But does that really mean much? No, it doesn't. It's just kind of like – People are very – it seems like every single year of Zeke's career, people are trying to find a new running back to put ahead of him. 2016, Le'Veon Bell. 27, or 2016, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. 2017, um, who, who came in? Was it Alvin Kamara that went off? It, people just always try to find people or new running backs to put ahead of him, and I feel like it's because he wears a star on his helmet. And, like, is that fair to say in your opinion? So you're putting him above Saquon. Listen – I'm going to be honest. I have no nothing against the Cowboys. I've been accused of that before. I think Dak Prescott is extremely underrated among Cowboys haters. People hate him because he's got the star on your helmet. Um, I've said that the Cowboys have the best receiving core. I've said that they're going to go 12-4 and four this year. As a hot take in the last episode, I said that they would be great next year, make the NFC Championship game. But um, mm-hmm. I, Zeke is not even top three for me. I don't think he's that close, to be honest. You look at Zeke okay. last year, according to PFF, was fourth best O-line. I don't know what that stands for, by the way. I completely forgot. Fourth best offensive line. You look at Saquon, 17th. You look at Saquon, he had more yards per carry. He had 1,000 yards rushing in only 13 games. His rookie year, he popped off. Rookie yeah. of the year, 1,300 yards. I think like 700 yards receiving. The dude is a monster. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think, and you look at even talent-wise, just Saquon's so much more talented than Zeke. And I, I, okay. I just think that Saquon's just way better. I mean, okay. He, as far as talent goes, I mean, there's a lot of quarter, or running backs. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> there's a lot of running backs more talented than Zeke. but at this, Well, not really a lot, but Saquon is definitely one of them. That's what I'll say. And, I mean, Saquon – arguably is the most talented running back in the NFL. You could say that. And like, I wouldn't call you crazy. Like he, I would, honestly, I would say he's the most talented running back in the league. That's not a knock on Zeke. The the thing that people try to use is that Saquon Barkley has a terrible offensive line, but then at the same time, what nobody likes to talk about is in in 2019, at the beginning of the season, before getting injured, his offensive line was first in the league in like yards before he even got contact. So, like, that says a lot more than people, like, try to talk about. Because Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he missed training camp. The offensive line is not, like, you can talk about the offensive line all you want, but they're, Pat, like, they are not the same they were in 2016. And when you saw them in 2016, he was putting up 1,600 yards, no questions asked, destroying every team he went against. But it's just kind of like – you could use the offensive line argument if Zeke wasn't like dominant in college football or if Zeke wasn't a top five pick or if Zeke didn't lead the league in yards, uh, yards after contact since entering the league or if he wasn't third in last season. Like it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of things that play into this. And I mean, sure, he's gotten slower, he's gotten bigger, but is that really a bad thing? Like that's how you survive in the league, especially as a running back. Guys like Saquon have already been injured in year two. Like, Zeke, Zeke has yet to even suffer an injury. Like, he hasn't missed a game, due to injury at least. And what you said earlier, Saquon had 13 – you said he had 1,300 yards in uh, 13 games? Uh, 1,000 yards in 13 games. 1,300 oh, is a rookie year. 1,000 yards in 13 games. In 2017, when Ezekiel Elliott had a worse offensive line, worse coaching, he had almost 1,000 in 10 games. So – I mean, it's kind of – I feel like you're picking and choosing. And then also, 
You, you look at the stats and you see, oh my God, Ezekiel Elliott was second in carries. He gets force fed. That's why he has so many yards. Not the case at all. Whenever the Cowboys, I, I, two examples off the top of my head. We played the Packers. Ezekiel Elliott was averaging 5.4 yards per carry. He got 12 carries, had 70 yards, and that's it. They stopped giving him the football, and we went down, and they, forced to, they, they were forced to pass it. They became one-dimensional. Another one, played the Buffalo Bills, one of the best rushing defense, one of the best defenses, period, in the league. He was averaging six yards a carry. They gave him the ball 12 times again with 70, or I think he had 75 yards, something like that, and he only got one carry in the second half. Like, that, a lot of – but here's another thing. When we play teams like the Saints, who are fully one of the best rushing defenses in, like, the past five years, by the way, when we play teams like that, the Cowboys give him 22 carries. Like, I don't understand the logic in that. When, whenever he's not doing too hot, they give him the ball. But whenever he's doing amazing, they stop giving him the ball. Against the Vikings, they force-fed him, and we lost. Even though Dak was, you know, doing his thing through the air, carrying us because the defense was playing terrible. Zeke couldn't get anything going because the offensive line was getting destroyed. Like, it was, you know – and then they just force fed him. Like Jason Garrett said it himself last year. I don't believe in analytics. Like, do you understand how ridiculous that is in 2019? Well, absolutely. But I'll tell you another cowboy who popped off was Tony Pollard. 5.3 yards per attempt uh, or yards per carry on the year. Tony Pollard is not near Zeke. That's not the argument I'm trying to make. What I'm trying to make is the offensive line matters a ton. And you look at a guy who I've, I've put in the past over Zeke, I've said he's the most underrated running back in the league, and that's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, 30th best offensive line, more broken tackles than Zeke on less carries, more career yards per attempt. And this is a guy on the Bengals, they've had nothing. Their pass game has been so weak. Everybody expects the run on every single, every single play. J- Joe Mixon is just unbelievable how hard he runs. Belichick called it, called him the best back in the league. Mixon has had nothing. He's had no offensive line, no pass game around him. Joe Mixon, I put him over Zeke. What, what do you think about that? Um, it's kind of, I don't know if I, I was going to come back to this part. Uh, is it cool if I come back to this? Cause there's one more thing that I left out about the Saquon thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Another thing is you said he had more yards per carry. That's fair. But whenever you look at Saquon Barkley's games, you see two yards, two yards, two yards, one yard, negative three. And then you see 60-yard run, and then two yards, and that's it. Like, he, he's not very what, – what would you rather have? One big run a game when you're down 30 or five yards of pop? What would you prefer? Well, I'd rather have the five yards per pop, but it's still important. And at the end of the day, if one guy is averaging – more yards per carry than I'd rather have that at the end of the day. Even if it is that one big pop, it's still going to get us a touchdown. So, I mean, but that doesn't, that doesn't important. really make sense. It, it doesn't really make sense in terms of like, he's literally averaging two yards a carry, but then gets a big run. And then it, you know, cleans up the stats and makes things look better. Like, I mean, it's, that's the best way I can really describe it to you. I mean, he had a thousand and three yards and he had 170 against the Redskins, like two 70 yard touchdowns. He, it's about – if you want to survive in the NFL as a running back, it's about consistency. I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. He's been the most consistent – Zeke's the most consistent back since Adrian Peterson, by the way, or the most healthy, I should say. But you – in the NFL, if you're a home run hitter, you're going to be flashy for two, three years, but eventually you're going to get hurt, especially when you try to do too much like someone like Saquon does. Anyways, back to the Joe Mixon stuff. I mean – that's another thing that's rough because you never know how talented some guys are 
or like how talented some guys could be if they're not in the right situation. Like if Dak Prescott was drafted by the Bengals, he, we would never know that he could do this. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. if, if they're in terrible situations, you never know. And I agree, Joe Mixon's – I mean, I, he's a top seven, top six running back for me easily, no questions asked. I'd put him ahead of Dalvin Cook maybe. But it, it's, it's very it, – it's rough to – like because you said he has more broken tackles. I mean, you were just talking about it. He has the 30th-ranked offensive line. Zeke is the fourth, according to you. And, I mean, of course that's going to happen because who's going who's gonna to get you hit more, the fourth ranked or the 30th? Well, yeah, the 30th, obviously. But the ability to break those tackles is extremely important, maybe the most important statistic for a running back. And the fact that they have the same, there's actually Zeke was leading in more broken tackles and he had less carries. He had more mm-hmm. career yards per attempt. And I think no one would doubt that he's been in a way worse situation than Zeke. I'm saying if you switch the two, we'd be talking about Joe Mixon as one of the best backs in the league. There'd be a lot of people saying that Joe Mixon is the best back in the league. I think it would be just I mean, as consistent, assuming he stays healthy. A Cowboys situation just, is just great for a running back. It's running back heaven. It, it, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I would go as far as to say heaven because of like how J- Jason Garrett terrible. Right, yeah, because yeah, because the the Jason Garrett situation ruined it definitely. And I mean, we used to have. Scott Linehan, that offensive coordinator who would just run it up the gut every single time. And a lot of people say like, oh, well, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott isn't as good of a pass catcher as Saquon or CMC. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has 266 receptions in his career. Zeke has 243, or sorry, targets. So that means in seven more games, Zeke has less, like like 20 less targets than Christian McCaffrey. Like I don't, that, that he, he kind of, you know, it, it'd be nice if he got an equal amount of opportunity. He also has more yards. Zeke has more yards per reception than Christian McCaffrey, more yards per reception than uh, Saquon Barkley, but nobody talks about those stats. They only talk about the fact that, well, Zeke doesn't drop 1,000 yards receiving every single year because we don't need him to. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but we're looking at rushing stacks mainly here. Look, receiving, Zeke is absolutely, I'd say, top three at least. I'd put Christian McCaffrey, I'd put Zeke. Um, I mean, he's, he, I'd say he's above Saquon probably in the receiving category. But, I mean, when we're talking about just pure rushing and we've got to combine the two, I just don't see him cracking the top three. And another guy I want to bring up here is Derrick Henry. Do you have him above Derrick Henry? <clears throat> I have him as the second best running back in the league. So, yes, I do have him ahead. Here, here let, me, let, me, uh, let, me, let me get to that. Um, I actually – Whenever Derrick Henry was going crazy in the playoffs, I was, you know, I was on the hype train. I actually, for a little bit there, I had him as the best running back in the NFL. But then once it calmed down and recency bias relaxed a little bit, I realized, okay, he's really, really good. But let's see him do it again. Let's see him do it not just eight games a year. And, like, it, it's – yes, he carried his team. But I want to see him try to do this for four years in a row, Okay. And a lot of people, whenever they try knocking Dak, they'll say Ezekiel Elliott – or, oh, my bad. I'll get, I'll get back to this. With Derrick Henry, about the receiving thing, even though we were talking purely rushing, I'm, I'm, the way I'm categorizing this is like a fully – like everything about a running back. Receiving, rushing, blocking, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you already said Zeke's a top three receiving back. You put him at number two. And then now we're talking about blocking. He's the best blocking back in the NFL. I mean, rushing back, if you don't think he's a top three rushing back just because Derrick Henry had a good eight games and, you know, Saquon Barkley has that flashy home run every once in a while, I don't really know what to tell you. 
Because I mean, like I said, you were talking and you said, oh, but I would rather have the guy who's a home run hitter. I mean, okay, yeah, that's fair. But when he's averaging one to two yards per carry without that home run, that's not a good look. But, but we're talking here, we have to look past just that, just that home run. We have to look at broken tackles with a worse offensive line. And, and you, you talk about that, Saquon wins all day. We have to talk about more yards per carry. Saquon wins, even though his O-line is worse. And, and saying the O-line wasn't as important, I feel like you were kind of downgrading the O-line. I'll give you a stat here. Mullen Mack, he's a pretty average guy, right? Well, the Colts have the best offensive line. He was 11th in yards last year for a pretty average guy. Now, he missed two games. According to his yards per game, we're looking about sixth ending the year for a pretty average to below average guy. I mean, they got Jonathan Taylor to replace him in the future. That's really, really good. So the O-line does matter a ton. Like I said before, Tony Pollard absolutely went off 5.3 yards per attempt. So, uh, I mean, when behind the Cowboys offensive line, I'm not going to say it's easy at all. But it's much easier than a lot of these other guys like Saquon and Joe Mixon and Christian McCaffrey. Not so much Derrick Henry. I'm going to get into Derrick Henry here. Eighth best offensive line. That's good. So, so we can say they're all O lines are a little bit equal. Uh, Derrick Henry's a little bit worse. But uh, more yards, more yards per carry. I'll give you this. Derrick Henry's been uh, pretty one-dimensional, not really used in the pass game. But that's because they've had Deion Lewis, who's a pretty good receiving back. Not to mention – they had DeMarco Murray for his first two years. So you're saying you need to see four years out of Derrick Henry. Well, he just hasn't gotten that opportunity yet. This was his first full year of taking the full workload, and he didn't even do that because Deion Lewis was still there taking all the reception from him. <clears throat> uh, speaking of uh, – you brought up Tony Pollard, correct? Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at a stat right here, and the lead leaders in yards after contact, Tony Pollard was fourth with 4.13. So, obviously, the offensive line isn't making that big of an impact, or as big of an impact as you claim they are, if he's fourth in yards after contact per attempt. Tony Pollard, fourth in yards after contact? Uh, current lead leaders in yards after – oh, this is in September 23rd. Never mind. Hold on. Let me find the – all right, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard, he had a really good season last year. I think he's going to be a good back one day. Uh, you also have to look at the yards after contact. Is it that valuable of a stat? And I don't think it's as valuable as some of the others, like raw broken tackles or broken tackles per attempt, because you look at uh, yards after contact, it could be some dude just getting a finger on you at the line of scrimmage, and then you go 80 yards. The, the thing about these stats, I mean, we can talk about them all day, but every single one of them, really, you can find these little flaws on. So if we're talking about just attributes, though, I would say that Derrick Henry being that big, being probably that's the strongest back in the league, and still having incredible speed that he does – that's amazing. I mean, that that's just incredible. It's something that we've never seen before. I'm saying he's absolutely a top three back over Zeke. What, what do you see in Zeke's game that you just think is better than Derrick Henry's? Zeke, I mean, it's not, it's not just one thing that I see in Zeke's game. I mean, Zeke is a combination of everything you would want in a running back. Perfect size, perfect weight, perfect receiving back, perfect blocker. I mean, Derrick Henry's not as good of a blocking back. Obviously, he's not as good of a uh, receiving back. Obviously, Zeke is not as big as Derrick Henry, so he can't break tackles as much as him. But Zeke is still one of the best power backs in the league, and nobody you can't necessarily deny that. I mean, just looking at him last year. And then 
this year he got smaller, so maybe, maybe we'll see another version of him where he's just, you know, 2016 all over again, where he's fast. But it's when comparing Zeke, th- this, is a, this is a fair comparison because they're both, you know, big boys except Zeke can actually catch the ball. But comparing Zeke to someone like Saquon, you know, it's like, it's like comparing a rushing quarterback to a, a pocket passer in a way, if you know what I mean. Like Saquon Barkley will, you know, give you a home run, like I said. He'll, he'll get you that 60-yard touchdown when you're, you know, down 20 because you're the Giants. But Zeke will get you five yards of pop. He'll dominate a team throughout the entire game. But like, the, go watch the Rams game. That was all Ezekiel Elliott. Go, go watch when we played the, 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 the Eagles, one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. He dominated. Like, he dominates football games by himself. And I love the Cowboys. I love Dak Prescott. But the Cowboys are nothing without Ezekiel Elliott. Whenever Ezekiel Elliott has a down game, the Cowboys are not a top 10, not even a top 10 team. But when Ezekiel Elliott is dominant and elite, the Cowboys are – arguably a top five team you think they're you know good enough to win an nfc championship but without ezekiel elliott they fall apart and as a cowboys fan since you know watching them since 2016 with zeke obviously i mean i've watched them since 2014 but i'm I'm saying 2016 because zeke but watching them since 2016 whenever ezekiel elliott is not on a roll the cowboys lose that's more valuable than you know and, and oh speaking of the offensive line that offensive line didn't have its all-pro center in 2018. That offensive line didn't have its uh, Zach Martin for three games or, or Tyron Smith for three games. Zach Martin was hurt against Philadelphia. Or off the top of my head, he was hurt against Philadelphia and Atlanta. But he was hurt more. Like, I, I'm almost positive. I, I'll check in a moment. So that's you're missing your all-pro left tackle, your all-pro right guard, your all-pro center, and you have a practice squad player at left guard, a backup, a, a career backup at center, and Lil Collins at right tackle, who I think you know, top ten, top five up there. You know what I mean? So that's pretty oh, good, right? He led the league in yards. Yeah, and he, and that he, offensive he line is back. still miles ahead of the Bengals. And, and you talked about being a dominant back, having your team rely on you. Who was who was the reason that the Titans made the playoffs? Okay. Let's just say it. It was Derrick Henry. I mean, come on. They're nothing without Derrick Henry. And you talk about his ability okay. to pass the ball. He hasn't really gotten that option yet. He They've had Deion Lewis. They've had DeMarco Murray his first two years, so he didn't really get to play that much. Uh, so he hasn't really had that option yet. And I'm not saying that he's going to become a great receiving back. He's going to do better, I think. Okay, so you said that offensive line is not that much better than uh, the Bengals. Or that it's so much better than the Bengals, correct? That's what you said? Oh, yeah, the Bengals are pathetic. Okay, in 2018, who, what offensive line gave up the most sacks? Is it the Cowboys? <laughs> yep. Oh, interesting. No, they, they gave up the second most sacks to the Texans. They gave up 58, and the Texans gave up, like, I don't know. I, but I just remember off the top of my head, they gave up 58. Okay. Or 48. They were second, though. All right. I mean, I will say there's a difference between pass protection and run blocking. De- well, there definitely is, but there's definitely a correlation there. If they're, you know, if that offensive line's giving up that many sacks, obviously there's going to be an issue in the run game. You know what I mean? Like, that they were so garbage the first six weeks until we got because teams all they had to do the first six seven weeks when we played in 2018 was oh Ezekiel Elliott's their only weapon they're nothing without him let's stack the box watch the Texans game watch the Redskins game once we got Amari Cooper finally teams didn't have to stack the box all game then Ezekiel Elliott just suddenly leads the league in rushing like that's not a coincidence (laughs) 
it's uh, it's t- players need help if they want to lead the league in rushing off like of course you you need a decent offensive line at the very least if you want to lead the league in rushing and then of course a top you know someone else on your team not just you and the average offensive line right and what i'm saying here is when you have i like that you're giving credit to the offensive line now and when you have the 30th best offensive line and you still got more broken tackles on less carries than the guy with the fourth best, fourth best O-line, you got more career yards per attempt, that's amazing. That's Joe Mixon that how I many, just described. And, and you just How many carries did Joe Mixon have? Uh, last year, I know it was less than Zeke. That's all I know. I, I don't remember exactly. Okay, well, we need, to, we need to look up some context to this because – because even already, you know, like that Ezekiel Elliott having less broken tackles doesn't mean much because your your entire argument about this is that Ezekiel Elliott has a better offensive line. So that's well, why. They had the same amount of broken tackles. It's just Joe Mixon had less carries. So it's the same amount of broken tackles, Joe Mixon less carries. So more, more broken tackles per uh, carry, if that makes sense. Doesn't that say more about the Cowboys offensive line than it does the Bengals? <laughs> that says the Cowboys offensive line is better. Okay, I'm going to check how many less carries he had. Yeah, so Zeke Elliott, Um, 301 attempts, and uh, Joe Mixon, 278. So about 20 more. 270. So on 30 less carries, roughly 20 less carries, Mm -hmm. he had the same amount of broken tackles. I mean, that offensive line that you were just talking about kind of, you know, you would think the way you talk about the offensive line that Zeke wouldn't even have to worry about breaking tackles. Well, everybody's going to have to worry about breaking tackles. I mean, you can't go for a 90-yard stroll and just make it into the end zone. And not how football works. I mean, Everybody's going to have to worry I, I, about broken tackles. You also have to think about how much does the O-line affect that. And I know people don't want to talk about this, and they're going to think I'm crazy, but they already do. Um, the offensive line, though, it's the difference between having three guys on you and trying to break that tackle versus having, like, one guy, having maybe a fingertip on you. And, again, the stat, <laughs> the broken tackles, I mean – this, some of these could be weak. Some of these could be amazing broken tackles. It just all depends. So I, mean, I think the best way here we can compare the two is we talk about attributes. We talk about speed. And I think Joe Mixon has better speed than Ezekiel Elliott. We talk about uh-huh. strength where it's pretty close, actually. Joe Mixon, for a small guy, mm. he runs harder than any back in the league. He, he is never afraid to put his shoulder down and just go right into a linebacker twice the size of him. Well, I know if he has an offensive fan, line that He made bad. us look like a, like a D3 college when he played us. I mean, we looked pathetic against him. The Bengals have no passing game, so that says a lot. I mean, it's when you have an offensive line that bad, you're going to kind of shape shift into a power back. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott just shape shifted into a power back because he got fat, but – that's different. But, I mean, either way, it, I mean, what you're saying, like, I get it, but there's not really too much, like, proof to it. You're just kind of saying that, I mean, well, it's the difference between three tackles to one. I mean, we don't know that necessarily. I mean, <laughs> you didn't know the Cowboys gave up the most sacks in 2018, and he still led the league in rushing. You didn't know that we didn't have our all-pro left tackle, all-pro right guard, all-pro center. We only had our right tackle who was still – you know, that year he was responsible for 13 sacks. Like, Lyle Collins still was not that good in 2018. So, and I'm being generous in saying he wasn't that good. 
Okay. I so, mean, I, I've realized that the Cowboys have always kind of had that weak spot on the offensive line, which is injuries. I, I, I know that. I understand that. I didn't really want to bring it up because it doesn't support my argument. I'm going to be honest here. But, I mean, the best way we can talk about all these stats, and I feel like, say, I, like I've mentioned before, Derrick Henry this year, more yards, more yards per carry, eighth best offensive line. We, we can talk about Joe Mixon, the same amount of broken tackles with a much worse offensive line and less carries. We can talk about all these stuff, and then we go into attributes. And on both one, stats and attributes, I feel like Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley – are better than Zeke. So you're basing it off of so, – so this past season is why you think that all those players are better than Zeke. Because, like, not, I just – Not necessarily just this past season, though. Well, well you, that's what you just said, technically. I mean, other than last season, Ezekiel Elliott destroyed everyone in stats. 2016, leading rusher. 2017, most, yard, most yards per game and would have been the league-leading rusher, most likely, had he not been suspended – 2018, league-leading rusher. 2019, he has a down year because he missed training camp and the team underused them, even though he had the second-most carries, by the way. So, so underusing a player who had the second-most carries, do you understand, like, what that means? Like, a team that had a – this dude had a down year, quote-unquote, with 1,300 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, and a 5,000 passer uh, – almost a 5,000-yard passer on his team – with 2,000-yard receivers and 800-yard receivers. Like, like, you're not taking into account all the things he has on his team. So shouldn't he have less yards? Because there's so much more weapons on his team. So well, you could also reverse that. You could say there's so many distractions that the defense can't just focus on the run. You just focus on the run, you're going to get eaten up by the Cowboys. What, what the main thing that I will give him is injuries on the offensive line and just horrible coaching. And trust me, I'm a Browns fan. I've been the victim to horrible coaching. You think you had the worst head coach in the league? No, second worst. Freddie Kitchens was the absolute worst. Um, but we look at these stats even more, though. 2018, Zeke had 304 attempts. The next highest attempts was Saquon Barkley, 260. That's 40 more attempts for Ezekiel Elliott. He gets those more attempts. So you're saying that, oh, the Cowboys have this great passing game, that they'll feed Zeke, all that. Well, that's just wrong. They do. They feed in 2018? Them all the time. Most attempts last year. I was most attempts two years ago. Second most attempts last year. They feed them a ton. Hold, hold on, hold on. You don't you don't understand what I'm saying. In 2019, they underused them. Even though, like I just I just talked about that. In 2019, there was multiple games where they would overfeed him when he was doing terrible and underfeed him when he's doing great. It's that simple. And then in 2018, I didn't say a word about 2018. I was just talking about 2019. 2018. Well, I just brought that up to mention that he had so many more carries. And he did lead the league in um, uh, yards per game. So, In 2018? Uh, Yes. And I believe yards, too. Yeah, yards and yards per game. Hmm. I mean, it's just that that was when we had Scott Linehan and when we had that slow start. So even then, like it was, it's pretty impressive to lead the league in rushing whenever every single game teams are fully focused on you. And you talked about the passing game. Fun fact: Ezekiel Elliott was the leading, the leader in receptions on our team in 2018. So, I mean, it's he. They definitely don't underuse him. They give him the ball. 
It's just about when do they give him the ball? Are you going to give him the ball when he's averaging two yards per carry on a team that's focusing on the run? Or are you going to give him the ball when he's averaging six yards per carry against one of the best defenses focusing on the pass, the Bills, the Packers? Like, but when we play the Saints and the Vikings who are focusing on the run, they refuse to pass the ball, even though Dak's carving them up. Okay. I mean, I mean, that just seems like more of a Jason Garrett problem than anything. I, okay. I, I think in 2019 or in 2020, Ezekiel Elliott's going to remind you that he is the best running back in the league. And even, even if he doesn't have the most rushing yards, the most touchdowns, most, even the most yards per like yards uh, after contact, whatever, he's still going to be the best running back in the league after next year, only because he finally has a coach that knows when to give him the football. Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers, but hopefully now he has a coach that knows when to give him the football. But even then, Christian McCaffrey, I need to see him, I need to see him do that four more, or sorry, three more years if, before I say he's, you know, undisputedly better than him. And Saquon Barkley, he already got injured in year two. Who's to say it won't happen again? And then Derrick Henry, he had eight good games. Like, let's take a breather, okay? Let's, let's, let's see him have a full season with teams focusing on him, like how teams focused on Zeke. And 1,500 yards? 1,500 yards on the Titans who were completely run dominant? That's not a full season? That's not eight games. And if that is eight games, then wow, that's an impressive eight games. 1,500 yeah, yards he, he, on a team that was focused on the run. No, no, five, no, no, no. Five, he definitely over five had yards yard. per carry. That's Derrick Henry. Yeah. He, he had one of the best stretches for a running back in recent memory. That's for sure. But whenever he disappears, when the team goes down, like you do understand they, they like he disappears, right? Like, let, let's not act like this doesn't happen. Like, or not Chris McCaffrey, Derrick Henry disappears during games when the Titans go down 10. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, Zeke is much more two-dimensional. That's, that's my issue with Derrick Henry. That's why he's not the number one back in the league. That's why he's not number two is because – as a rusher, he's one of the hardest guys to take down. He's extremely talented, but we just haven't seen uh, anything that tells us he's any good, really, in the past game. I think this year he'll have more attempts because Deion Lewis is off the team now. Uh, you don't have DeMarco Murray like they had their first two years. So I think he'll get that opportunity. Zeke absolutely is one of the best in receiving yards. I'll give you that. Well, but, uh, you I mean, know after this year, you said after this year he'll prove it to me. The thing is, I'm just looking at attributes and stats, and when the stats really, really matter, Zeke's just not the best. And the attribute, he just isn't the best. He's just not the most talented. I think, I think as a consistency, so over the last I, four years, he's probably been one of the most – probably been the most dominant. But, I mean, then Christian McCaffrey comes into the picture, then Saquon Barkley comes in. I mean, I think right now he's not top three, though. So, so I'll, I'll give you the dominance. I'll give you the dominance over four years. So your entire argument is that since Ezekiel Elliott had a quote-unquote down year and that these other players had really good seasons, that that suddenly surpasses them over those guys. So, <laughs> oh, well, so like, number one, we're talking about right now. So last season would be the most effective stats to use. And also we're just talking about straight attributes. Is Zeke the fastest running back? No. Is Derrick Henry faster than him? Yeah, I'd say so. Is Christian McCaffrey faster? Yeah, absolutely. Saquon Barkley? Definitely. Joe Mixon? Yes. We're talking about strength. Is he the strongest? No. Derrick Henry is much, much stronger than him. Uh, I'd put Saquon Barkley and him around even at strength. Joe Mixon even is close to strength. 
Joe Mixon runs harder than any back in the league. That's quoted by Bill Belichick, who also called him the best back. So, I mean, I, we're looking at everything here. It's not just about the offensive line. So, offensive line, I so think, what are, is the reason he's had such great dominant stats, or one of the main reasons he's had that. I don't understand how you could say that they're one of the main reasons why he's had such dominant stats when it's this – you're just going to say the same thing. They, he leads in yards after contact since entering the league. How could you say that the offensive line is the main reason? How about just the, the thought that, oh, he's one Does of he lead in broken tackles? Did he lead? We're talking about right now. We have to use last year's stats as the main source of information. But when, Joe Mixon, but when you say less carries, more broken tackles. You have Saquon, more yards per carry than Zeke with a worst offensive line. I mean, that, that means a lot. I keep bringing the offensive line. I know that's annoying to you, but it's important. It's the most important thing to running back success. You can't do anything without a good offensive line, and Joe Mixon has proved that. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Take the, the, the players you think, excluding Derrick Henry. Obviously, Derrick Henry's a beast. But excluding Derrick Henry, every single player you think is better than Zeke in terms of running, like in terms of uh, what you've been saying, take them off their team. What's their record? Um, well, the Bengals, 0-16, oh, um, which isn't saying much. They were 2-14. and 14. A running back doesn't contribute that much. Um, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, oh, boy, bad. Probably, I don't know exactly what the Panthers' record was this year. Um, they went like 5-11. and 11. Yeah, I uh, honestly close to 0-16, really. Um, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, I don't think – I think he was – he was he did miss three games, and I don't think they won a single one of those. So, I mean, Saquon Barkley, again, close to 0-16. I don't think they would necessarily go 0-16. 0-16 without Saquon? Yeah, well, they played three games without him, and they didn't do well, so – well, can you, can you name a single game that Saquon Barkley single-handedly won for them? Or a single game? Obviously, you can name one that Christian McCaffrey did. But, Look, but Joe Mixon, he beat you players guys. on a roster, 22 starters on each side. I mean, you, you don't Exa- win oh, yeah, a exactly. game That's by a point. running back. You, you don't win That's games the, the cap- by running backs. The Super Bowl winners have Ezekiel that. Damian Elliott Williams does. is not a top-tier running back, yet they won the Super oh, Bowl. Damian Williams is not even close That's- to that. Neither is James, Wa- James White. Neither is Sonny Michelle. Any of those guys. Chia Jai with the Eagles. Does it not tell you something when you you you, you look at the Cowboys and I and I just explained this? Let me let me reverse it. Take Zeke off the Cowboys. Where do they go with still a top five uh, offensive line, with still a great receiving core, with still Dak Prescott? What, what are they going? Seven to nine. They won eight and eight. Seven to nine. Seven, yeah, that's a pretty big jump considering he was. That's eight, one game. Single. Okay, no, no. You know what? If we're, if we're getting technical, he won us the Rams game. He won us the Eagles game. He, he won us the Giants game. I mean, he, he won us a few games by himself. And then in 20, 2018 alone, he won, us, he won us against the the Lions. He won us against the, the Seahawks. He won us against the What the exactly Eagles. are you getting he won you? How, how are you getting He that carried out? us. The, the, the point is that he carried us. You, you don't carry the Cowboys. Are you kidding the me? The Cowboys – look, I understand they have bad coaching. They still have great pieces on offense, all right? Defense definitely struggled at times last year. But, I mean, they, they still have great offensive pieces. And don't forget, you still have Tony Pollard, who I'm pretty high up on. I think he's going to be great. Again, like I said before, 5.3 yards per attempt for Pollard. 
That's more than Zeke. That's more than most guys in the league. So, I mean, Zeke, the fact that Zeke just carried the Cowboys this year, it's just not true. I, mean, I didn't say he carried the Cowboys this year. He carried them in, in some games. He did, definitely. The Cowboys definitely either would have been a lot closer in multiple games or would have lost multiple games without Ezekiel Elliott. Against the Rams, Dak Prescott was hurt and just put up, you know, game manager stats because Ezekiel Elliott was doing his thing, carving them up. Same thing against Philadelphia. Dak did not play great, but Zeke did his thing, and we beat them. And then in week 16, the moment Zeke doesn't average five yards of carry, boom, we lose. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a cycle. Every time the Cowboys lose, it's because Ezekiel Elliott's not at the top of his game. But when the Cowboys win, Zeke has 120 and on 25 carries and two touchdowns. It, that's just the cycle it is on the Cowboys. Maybe it's not the same for guys like uh, Christian McCaffrey or whatever. Or not Christian McCaffrey, but Saquon Barkley. But Ezekiel Elliott is the reason why we win football games. Ezekiel Elliott's the reason why we're a playoff team. Ezekiel Elliott, the, the reason we weren't a playoff team was because he had a down year, quote-unquote, once again. But, okay. <sighs> you just – look – what? Let me ask you this. Put Saquon Barkley on the Cowboys. Uh, wh- what do they go on? What's their record? Does he have that same injury? Uh, no. Healthy season. Healthy season with Saquon Barkley. Fully I mean, healthy. You're bringing up the injury. I don't think he's injury prone, and I would think that's the only reason you bring up the injury. And I don't think he's necessarily injury prone. I don't think he's injury prone. I'm just saying, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of rough that you already, you know, have one of those injuries in year two that, you know, stunted your game, I guess, because a lot of people said that he wasn't himself for a few weeks. So. All right, so Barkley on the Cowboys, what are they going? In 2019? Yeah, last year. Eight and eight. Yeah, I, I would agree. Joe Mixon on the Cowboys, what are they going? Eight and eight. It's, it's the same thing. You can't yeah. stop terrible coaching. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. But somehow Zeke won them certain games. Yeah. But you take Zeke off and replace with another back, and you're still winning. They those can still games. win. The, I mean, it depends if they if if they do the same thing that Zeke did. Then sure, I'm just assuming they would. Because you're because you're saying they're more talented, which I agree with a few of them. So I mean, why wouldn't they be able to do the same thing? But they're. If they're Isn't more talent, talented. what we're basing this off? Is it not talent? I'm, right I'm now? basing this off of consistency. Consistency over what? Over a year? Over four years? Over, over one four season? years? Do you think they're better because of one season? Yeah, we're talking about right now. We have to use the most recent heading, stats. Even even heading into 2019, Ezekiel, or 2020, I mean, Ezekiel, you could still say Ezekiel Elliott's a top two back. I don't know what's so wrong with that. Like, you, 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 think, you, don't, think, you don't even think he's top three. So if you think that Joe Mixon's better, that means you have Joe Mixon at like number four or number three. Is that correct? Uh, number four, yeah. Number four. Okay, so you have Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Better than Zeke. It, it's so. It, it's so like. Look, you, every you can't. Every point you, I make you're talking about dodge it and like flip it back. It's so like even when I tell you like oh, well, he had more yards per carry, and then I tell you why that was. You're like, oh, well, that doesn't count because I said so. I'm like, dude, like, come on. I, <laughs> I'm giving you context behind some of these stats and giving you context by, behind some of the things you're saying, and it doesn't count. And obviously, you have to base the stats off of last year. No, 
like that's so obvious. But why not include 2018 also, where he led the league in rushing and was literally the best running back in the league? Or 2017, where he had the most yards per game and missed seven. Like, why, why do we have to ignore these years? Like, why, is it, why do we have to – like, why are we forced to ignore these years so these guys can be better? Like, yeah, they just – they definitely had better 2019s. No, like, obviously. I'm, that's hold on. I'm, I'm talking about whole career when I'm talking about Joe Mixon's yards per attempt. His – over his whole career, he has more yards per attempt than uh, Ezekiel Elliott. How do you explain that? More yards per attempt? I mean, I, I don't that, – there's no explanation to it, honestly. Right. I that, mean, that's, that's a big stat. That's a huge stat with running backs. Wait, when you say yards per attempt, do you mean, like, yards per carry? Yes, yards per carry. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's I, – I don't really – like, what, what about Christian McCaffrey? What about Saquon Barkley? They don't. So, does that mean Joe Mixon's better than them two? No, not not necessarily. Then what's your but, point? But it's a huge I mean, stat. Okay, you can and you also have to stat. factor in other things. Like I'm telling you, the broken tackles. I've told you the broken tackles. I've told oh. you the yards per attempt. I've told you the offensive line differences. I don't care how many injuries there are. The, the Bengals offensive line is a bunch of second or third stringers last year. I, I've told you all these things. But what am I missing here? What is Zeke so much better than Joe Mixon at? All right, if you're going to talk about the last four years, you can't hold Saquon Barkley back just because he's only been in the league for two years. You, you can't hold Derrick Henry back just because he was benched the first two years and the third year they didn't really utilize him that much. You can't hold him back like that. If we're talking about so, over four years, sure, I'll give it to Zeke. Best running back in the league over the past four years. Is that what you want to hear here? No, no right now it's not Zeke. The point, no, no, no. Right now, I know Zeke's not the best running back in the league right now, but I'm telling you, he will be after this season. Christian McCaffrey's the best back. There's no questions asked. Like, like even as a biased Cowboy, I'm not as biased as I claim I am, but even, you know, like Christian McCaffrey's better. That's obvious enough. He carried his team, yada, yada, yada. He did what Zeke does, except he won like five games because he had literally no one around him. But, but even then, Ezekiel Elliott has to deal with coaching. He has to deal with injuries on the offensive line, which you, you said it yourself earlier. You didn't want to mention because, you know, it doesn't help the case very much. And then obviously – And because it doesn't matter. Joe, Joe Mixon what? still has second and third stringers all across his O-line. So, so because he has second and third stringers all across his offensive line – And more so yards per attempt. Zeke's offensive line. Oh, then that means he has more than Saquon and CMC. So does that make them better? Not necessarily, I don't think so, because I'm also factoring. In, I'm also factoring in attributes. Dude, you you choose very specific attributes. You'll be like, well, well, I mean, when you look at this, he's faster, and he he has more broken tackles, even though he has a worse offensive line. Like, what? He's faster what does that have to than do with anything? He's faster than yeah. Zeke. This this strength. Yeah, he's yeah. faster than Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. What what does what does that mean? That matters the, a lot. This is telling you about Montez Sweat is faster than Odell Beckham Jr. What does that matter? The well, speed's a big part. It's not everything, though. We're, well, you're facing it like it is. No, I'm just talking about how talented they are right now. The strength is pretty even for these guys, even though Zeke's bigger than Mixon. I mean, what I'm, I've asked you this before, and I'll ask you again. What about it? Talking about right now makes you think mm -hmm. that Zeke is so much better than Mixon. Don't use back, the last four blocker, years. I don't care back. about the last four years. I, I, I haven't right used now. that once. I, I literally have not used that once. I'm just – I've only asked you why I can't, but I, I haven't used it, okay? Anyways, 
He's a better blocker. He's a better power back. He's a better receiving back. And all, he, he has less yards per carry. Apparently, according to you, he has less yards per carry throughout his career. Well, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott gets the most carries in the league or the se- this past season, the second, the second most. The most carries in the league or the second most every single year. And he's, he's not a home run hitter yards. anymore. He, he's, not a home, he's not a home run hitter anymore. So, of course, he's not going to have more yards per carry. He's a guy that's going to get you two, four, five. Not, he's not going to get you one, 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 30. Like, that's not, that's not Ezekiel Elliott's game. Ezekiel Elliott's going to carve you up and slowly kill you. He's not just going to ha- hit a home run like, like Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. That's why Christian McCaffrey's the best. He can do both. And he can catch the football better than any other running back. That's why Christian McCaffrey's so good. But Saquon Barkley can't do what Zeke does in terms of carving defenses up. J- Joe Mixon obviously has a worse offensive line, but we just – we're never going to know until we see him with a better one. Because, okay, let's put Carson Wentz on the Cowboys. Who, okay, I would have to, like, think you, – you would have to tell me your quarterback list, and I would have to use some kind of example. Like, if you told me – do you, who do you think is better, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? No, I think the Wentz is. Wentz is? Okay. Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Deshaun. Deshaun? What? Yes. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. <gasps> oh, okay. You think Lamar Jackson – where do you put Lamar Jackson? He's the third best quarterback in the league. Yeah, and I disagree. I, I don't think that one good year with so, 12 Pro Bowlers around you and outstanding head coaching staff that made Joe Flacco <laughs> and outstanding head coaching staff that made Joe Flacco an average quarterback look like a Hall of Famer makes you that great. What in 2018, what they don't want to tell you is Joe Flacco averaged 23.6 points with the offense. Mark Jackson later that year averaged 25. That's not a big difference. That's one point. Their defense stepped up and was first in the league. Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson did about the same with the same offense. It's just the way I see it, it's very – I'm not going to say it's cheap, but it's very easy to say that someone is more talented than someone else because they've dealed with, more, with way more but put up, you know, kind of similar stats. He has more yards per carry because he has less carries, but we're not going to talk about that. But the, the point is yards you shouldn't carry base your – Yards per carry doesn't have that much to do with how many carries. And by the way, last year, Zeke if, only had 20 more carries than him. Okay, throughout his career, who has more carries, Zeke Elliott or Joe Mixon? I Zeke. promise you it's Zeke Elliott. Zeke, what about broken okay, tackles then. this past year? Zeke, they had the same amount, but Ezekiel well, Elliott got more carries. It's the same wait, thing. Okay. He should have more, and he should have way more if he's so much better like everybody actually is. Like but he if is. he has a better offensive line, he doesn't have to break as many tackles. But he's, he does, though. Like you said, he's going to pound and pound and That's pound. He's not said. that home run hitter. He's not going to get just an 80-yard touchdown untouched. That, if that just pound doesn't and happen. Pound and pound, that means he gets tackled every five yards. Isn't that, like, common sense? Right, exactly. And he's not going to be that guy who just goes 80 yards untouched. So this exactly. whole broken tackle argument, it, it's ridiculous. I don't understand what your point is. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. What are you agreeing about here? What you just said. You, you said that uh, – hold on. My computer closed out. Uh, you, you were saying something about how Joe Mixon had more – you're, you're kind of looping me around, so I kind of forgot. But um, you said something about yards I, I per said, carry and yards per attempt. Uh, I said more broken tackles on less carries. Yeah, well, of course he's gonna he's gonna have well they're gonna have the same amount, but Ezekiel Elliott has a better offensive line, and he's the guy that gets you five yards a pop. If you get five yards a pop, you're just you're gonna get tackled after five yards. He he's not gonna try to go for more. Or well, obviously he does, but it's not 
if it's five yards a pop, like I'm telling you, which you know Ezekiel Elliott's a five yard a pop running back, then obviously you're gonna get tackled more and not break as many tackles because he's not as shifty. As Joe, Joe Mixon's more shifty than him. I mean, obviously, right? It is are you insulting Zeke here? I understand you're saying he's a five yards per pop, but you're acting like he just after five yards, oh, he just goes down. You know, he just lets people tackle him. He just gives up on the run. No, he's he's not as shifty. He's not as shifty, so he's not going to break as many. Like he's not going to juke guys out, uh, like like how Joe Mixon would, or get around them. Here, I'll I'll leave you with this. Um, Consistency wise. Over the past four years, Zeke has been the best running back. There's no way to really refute that. Um, I mean, statistically, I know. over the, the past four years, over the past four years, yeah, he's the best. I haven't been arguing that. Um, but mm-hmm. right now, I just don't think he is. And, and right now, I know you he's think not. he's second, and I don't think he's top three. Uh, I, I put him about five. So, overall, your entire argument is – go. Just, just tell me, like, your, your, your summary of your entire argument. One of the best offensive lines, still yes, less yards per carry, less broken tackles than the guys that I put above them. Uh, speed is not as good. Strength is not as good as most of them. Um, what? Just, Dude, oh, come on. Who's he better strength than? I know he's better than McCaffrey. Uh, he, he's, better than, he's better than McCaffrey, Saquon, and Joe Mixon. You just said he was better than – you said he was equal, and you said he was better than Mixon. Now you're saying that they're better? Like, I don't For strength wise. Yes, that's what you said earlier. You he's said definitely he's bigger than Mixon. I don't, Mixon he, runs hard. I think you need to go and just watch Joe Mixon film. He, the dude runs hard. Yeah, he looks like a small, elusive type of guy. I mean, he's more than that. He can be powerful. Like, you have to run harder when you have a worse offensive line. And Zeke already runs hard with a really good offensive line, like you said. So, I mean, it's <laughs> – he should be doing way – then he should be putting up way more broken tackles, way more yards per attempt, but he doesn't. Well, and I mean, Tony Pollard, you act like the offensive line just doesn't matter at all. Tony Pollard, 5.3 yards per attempt. He also had more yards per – or he had more yards after contact than Derrick Henry, but we don't – we're not going to talk about that, right? Yards after contact uh, per attempt is what it says. So well, Yards after contact still has to do with the O-line. It's the difference between <laughs> three D linemen – being on you and you having no chance or just a hand getting on you or a fingertip and then going for 80 yards. Like you've said before, like you've said before, these stats that we bring up, you can turn and twist them in so many different ways. There's so many flaws to each one of them. So basically what we're saying right now, with, with what you just said, that we can, you know, turn and twist any stat I spit at you or any stat you spit at me, we can turn and twist them. Basically, what you are saying right now after that is that this argue, this entire argument is solely opinion-based and that we're never going to come to an agreement. <laughs> is that, is that, that's the, well, the whole running back rankings is opinion-based. I, There's <laughs> no real fact here. Unless one guy just has horrible offensive line and the best stats and so much better speed and strength than everybody, then there's just no way to say that he's better. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, there's certain things that we could say. If somebody were to come in here and say, oh, you know, I'm a Browns fan. If somebody were to come in here and say, oh, Nick Chubb's the best back in the league. Well, no, he's not. That's pretty clear. But, I mean, I don't feel like what either of us are saying necessarily can be proven wrong. Like, it is opinion-based. You can use as many evidence. But the fact is there's just no single-handed fact. 
So, I mean, using facts to back it, up your opinion. This is what that's what this is all about. It's super easy to just. I mean, it's a lot easier for you to do it because, uh, you know, there's apparently there's a rule that I can't use the four years thing, and then plus it's, it's a lot easier to say. Well, he's more talented. We're talking about right now. Here's the thing. I've argued with so many. I, people I know we're talking about, about right Beckham. now. I've argued with so many people about Odell Beckham. All right, and I try to use his first three years because those were his last healthy years. But at the end of the day, I just can't because those were so long ago. So that does matter a lot. I mean, we're talking about present day. The stats that are going to matter the most were last year. And I've told you before, and I'll tell you again for like the fifth time, consistency-wise, over the past four years, Zeke's been the best. And I don't think anybody – I know. That. That, you're, you're missing the point as well, though. The point I'm making is – doesn't it help that if he's been the best running back in the league since entering the league, or, or uh, if he's been the best running back since entering the league, like doesn't that, shouldn't that, you know, kind of give him a pass for one down season, quote unquote, with 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns and a missing training camp? Like, wouldn't you think that it's a little fair to give him a small pass, you know, especially after just coming off leading the league in rushing with, you know, a very downgraded offensive line? <laughs> We're just, is it not fair? Not, not, not really. Oh my! It, it, it's really not. How is it not? Look. All right, we're we're just gonna have to disagree to agree to disagree here. I mean, we'll watch the season. I'm high, I'm high up on Ezekiel Elliott. When I see these things, people act like I just hate Zeke. I hate Lamar. I think they're extremely talented. I'm just sick of hearing the disrespect for other guys like Joe Mixon who don't get nearly as much credit or recognition because their O-line is so bad, because their pass game is so bad, and the defense is only focused on them. That's what I'm sick of hearing. I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I would love to see where you see people give Zeke credit because I never and I never see anyone give any Cowboy any ounce of credit. So you're, you're going to have to show me where people overrate no, I, Zeke. I think it's... Zeke gets the credit he deserves, and I think a lot of that is Ohio State. Well, I live in Ohio, so a lot of the people I talk to think of him as like a lord, no matter who he oh. plays for. I, I, I'd agree with you. There's definitely some cowboy bias, like with Dak Prescott. People who hate yeah. football fans underrate Dak Prescott so much. They act like he's just absolute garbage. They act like he's mediocre. It's like, no, he's, he's a good, solid franchise guy. I think Cowboys fans overrate him. You know, he's not, he's not a top eight quarterback or anything, but he's between that. He's not a top what? I'd say 10 to 12 range of quarterbacks, around 10 of quarterbacks. Where would you put him? We're not a, we're not a green much today, are we? (laughs) Hey, where would you put him? Okay. Okay. You know what? Hey, I, I'm very like I know I knock Dak a lot, but I, I like if you go on my page I do knock on Dak a lot, but I am very passionate about defending him for many reasons because he like people treat him like he's Mitch Trubisky like you were saying like I have to defend this guy with my heart so mm-hmm. you know what I, I need I need to hear your top ten quarterback list so I can know like you know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> okay, let me let me give you the guys. Who I believe are better than Dak Prescott right now. No, um, just name your just name your top ten because like okay. that's one. Of them. Uh, one Russell Wilson, two Mahomes, three Watson, four Rogers, 
Uh, five is tough one. You can go Lamar five and five, six, seven. Lamar, Breeze, Wentz. Uh, you throw in Stafford. Um, we're up to eight now. Uh, these aren't necessarily in order. Um, then we get to about nine. I'd throw in Kirk Cousins there. Ten, Ryan, and then I'd say Dak. Eleven. So I had him at eleven. And Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, I'd throw those guys in the mix of, like, you can interchange them pretty much. Where's Dak Prescott? I feel like he – okay. Oh, man. Where, where is he? I'd go again. <clears throat> I'd put him at – it honestly depends because, number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Number two, I have Russell Wilson. Number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Number four, I would have, like – Aaron Rodgers, number five, Drew Brees, number six, Deshaun Watson, and then I'd probably put Dak at number seven. Yeah, that's, that's not as bad I thought it, as I thought it was. So you had him seven. I mean, uh, you, you could always – a lot of, you know, <laughs> don't stone me for saying this, but it is not blasphemous to say that Dak Prescott is on Deshaun Watson's level. Like, a lot of people are – like, I love Deshaun Watson so much. I, I think he's better than Dak, but a lot of the people that act like – you know, Dax in this, you included in this 10 to 12 range, and then Sean Watson's, you know, top three, top four, top five. Like, that's, you know, that's really rough to me because I don't, I, I think they're on the same level. And I, like, I don't know. It's very, a lot of people act like, like I was just saying earlier with Zeke, like the Cowboys don't win football games unless Zeke's doing it, which is very, very true. But at the same time, they have not given Dak the opportunity to do so. And here, let me explain why. Whenever we played the Packers and Ezekiel Elliott was doing good, they stopped giving the ball because we went down 7-0. to zero. So, obviously, it's going to look bad on Dak. Whenever we played the Saints, Ezekiel Elliott, they force-fed him. They were, I just told you earlier, they, they would not stop giving him the football. The one time we passed, we scored a touchdown on, like, four plays. Like, I, I'm not even kidding. The Saints have a very overrated passing defense. And then Dak Prescott went right down the field, and then they went right back to running the football. Zeke was averaging two yards a carry against one of the best rushing defenses in the league, and they refused to let Dak pass it. I mean, Dak has a very, like, people underrate how good he is under pressure, like under, like, situations where Zeke and the defense aren't doing good. Even though we haven't won many of those games, that doesn't mean Dak Prescott hasn't performed in those situations. So people try to act like, oh, well, he's in the perfect situation. He can't win. That's not really the case. And I, I, feel, like, I feel like you're going to say something along those lines. That's why I started off with that. Well, my main issue with Dak is here he is playing in the worst division. And you look at his stat line against the Giants twice, uh, seven mm -hmm. touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got great mm -hmm. stats, but that feeds into that. And, and you look, I put Carson Wentz above him because their touchdown interception ratio is extremely close. I think Wentz has – one more interception than him their whole careers. Uh, Dak has more yards, I believe, but Dak's just in a better situation as well. And you look at the big games this past year. Let's look at some big games against the Patriots. Okay. You guys scored nine points on offense. Um, but let's look at the Eagles, nine points on offense. Um, look at the Saints, 10 points. The, those are the big games. You got to come up much. I mean, G my Browns yeah. scored more than nine points on offense against the Patriots, and we sucked on yeah. offense. So, I mean, it, just the big games is really the issue that I feel like Dak is lacking in. And, I mean, a lot of it has to do with Jason Garrett, but you also got to put some on Dak. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Was that an agreement? 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, you, you can't – like, I – I'm I'm very like with Dak. I, I'm I'm overprotected with Dak, but at the same time, I'm very critical. It's really it's really weird. Like, yes, I understand he is he doesn't have the best coaching, but some of the blame has to go to him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, here let me you know. Okay, you were talking about big games. You mentioned the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of guy to make these excuses, but when we played the Rams, I mentioned earlier Dak was playing hurt, so Zeke had to carry. I mean, you know, when you hurt your throwing shoulder and the team makes you throw 40 times, it's really rough to win football games, especially when, you know, he, he, Dak didn't have a good game. Like, I'm not – I I hate saying that he, he was hurt because he did not read well. He did not throw well. He did not do anything well at all that game. But it did not help that Tony Pollard had a fumble on third and one when we would have taken the lead. It did not help that the, the – I'm, I'm pretty sure they dominated time of possession as well. It, it, it didn't – none of these things factored in, especially with Amari Cooper having three drops. Uh, he, had, he had three drops, all of them on third down, and um, Michael Gallup had two. Or, no, 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 he, he, I don't think he had a drop, actually. But Amari Cooper had three third down drops. They killed the drive, obviously. But Dak – like, even with all these excuses, I'm still man enough to admit Dak did not have a good game. It was for the division. He blew it, but he was – you know, you, you, can, you can give him a small pass, mainly because – like, if, if Philadelphia, if we had played them once and, and that was what his performance was, and I'd be like, okay, I mean, that's, that's fine, I guess. Like, he, he's, he didn't deserve the money, yada, yada, yada. But the last time we played them, I mean, we blew them out 37 to 10. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was Zeke doing his thing. But, I mean, Dak did what he had to do on fourth and one. And he did what he had to do in um, just con- converting third down. So, it's very, like – it, that game is so hard for me to defend as a Cowboys fan because I, I used to be a Dak Prescott fan, but I realized after time, I don't care about individual stats. I care about winning football games. So it's hard for me to say, but that was Dak's fault, and he did blow it. And But I will go into the Saints game, and I did tell you about that earlier. He did his part. I mean, whenever they asked him to throw the ball, we got down the field and scored. They just refused to – they ran the ball 22 times and Zeke was averaging 2.2 yards per carry. I mean, it's – I don't understand why they, they refused to pass it against one of, the, one of the best run defenses in the past five years. And then going to the Vikings game, I'm sure you know about the Vikings game, correct? Oh, what about it exactly? The Cowboys, when the Cowboys played the Vikings, like no one was helping Dak, and Dak was just carrying. They were, he did everything. Ba- basically, through 400 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, if you want to count a Hail Mary interception, but um, the defense got shredded. Uh, we went down 14 0 early. Kicker missed uh, f- uh, a field goal that would have been massive. And um, I mean, Dak still carried us in the end. I mean, he had the – he drove us like 80 yards in under – or not under a minute. It was like a minute that he drove us 80 yards to – it was a, basically a game-winning drive. Two minutes left, right? And uh, Dak throws a slant to Amari Cooper. It's uh, second and two. The Cowboys run the ball up the middle that had not been working all game. Zeke gets stuck. They run it again. Zeke gets stuck. It's fourth and five now. So everybody's like, what are you doing? And then they do a design play to Ezekiel Elliott on a pass with, with Eric Kendricks starting him. Or not, not Eric Kendricks, um, the, the Samoan linebacker on the Vikings. I forgot his name. One of the best pass uh, coverage linebackers in the league. Um, um, 
Uh, is it Eric Kendricks? No, there's Kendricks, and then there's um. Ah, oh, shoot. It, it's, it's Eric Kendricks, yeah. Okay. Uh, Basically, one of the best pass coverage linebackers in the league on him, and they decided to throw that. So another example of Elliott being force fed and then taking the ball out of Dak's hands. So it's big situations like that where I feel like the team didn't really trust in him, so they just didn't let him do his thing. Yeah, and I will say I, I think that's gonna get a lot better with um just just Mike McCarthy in general. I, I believe in him. A lot of people don't have that same belief in him. I really do. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers. He helped Aaron Rodgers a lot. Um, I think he's gonna bring a lot of change. I have them going twelve and four, and I have to say that was. And you gained a lot of my respect by saying that accountability. You you took accountability for Zach for Dak, uh, not playing at his highest level. I love what you said there. So I, I really do respect you as a Cowboys fan. Um, I, I, Cowboys fans they get a bad rap, but I respect most of them. They're they're down to earth people. They care about the football team a lot. So um, I mean, but, uh, yeah, that's just, kind of the only stuff. issue is like, what's that? Um, the the I was just saying like the the only like. I took accountability for it because it's very, like, it's, you know, you, you probably wouldn't know as a Browns fan, but in big situations, he really has come up big for us. And that was one of those where he didn't, so I'm just kind of like, you know what, <laughs> I'll just get over it. Hey, there was no need to throw in that little jab at me. I, what do you I mean? I went on this rant. I was saying I respect you as a Cowboys no, fan. No, 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 no. That wasn't a jab that at you. little jab. Oh, these Browns fan. they would never been in a big situation. No. No, 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 no. I mean, as like, much as I hate it, it it's Dak, true. No, I, I can't situation. lie. I've never seen us in a big situation before. So, I mean. I, I've seen y'all in a big situation. I oh, mean, man. Lakers threw a pick against the Ravens, though. When was that? Uh, in 2018, whenever Baker went like 7 oh, that's nine right, and, yeah. or 8-1. and one. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we were out of playoff contention, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. It was still but, big, though. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Uh. I, I would definitely do this again because I, I was exp- – based off of some of the things you were saying, I was expecting you to be a little less, un, like, educated, so. A little – okay, all right. Um, yeah, sounds good. I'd love to have you on again. Um, yeah, go follow all the stuff on uh, Instagram, all the social medias. I'll link it down below. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you guys in the next one.